Welcome to the Focus Minute, practical and concise tips for being more productive in the workplace. I'm your host, Mike Berggren, and today I'll be talking about how to reach a flow state. But before I do, I'd like to take a moment to thank all of you for helping make this podcast a success. This episode marks the beginning of our second season together, and in 2021, I recorded 17 episodes and reached a global audience in 17 countries. It is a sincere delight to see the positive reception to the content here, and your feedback is always appreciated. So thank you again, and I'm looking forward to many more episodes to come. All right, let's get to it, shall we? As I mentioned earlier, the topic for today is how to reach a flow state. Have you ever had moments where you're working on something and time itself seems to fly by? People have different labels for this state of being. Some call it deep work. Others refer to it as being in the zone. Some call it intense focus or quieting the mind. But regardless of what label you apply, it is an ideal psychological and physiological foundation for productivity. So how does one enter that state and more importantly, maintain it? I came across a blog article by writer Jerry Rumer, and I'll share the link to the show notes. Jerry highlighted 10 suggested triggers for reaching a flow state, and I'll share them here. Number one, eliminate all external distractions. Research suggests that entering a flow state requires at least 10 to 15 minutes of undivided attention on something. And that makes sense. If your phone is constantly buzzing or you're in a noisy office space, it's gonna be hard to focus. Number two, eliminate internal distractions. Productivity enthusiasts refer to this as open loops. And when the mind is constantly thinking about all the other unfinished obligations you have, it's gonna be difficult to focus on the immediate task in front of you. Things that can help with this include journaling and meditation. Number three, identify your BPT, biological peak time. In other words, try to find out what part of the day you have the most energy in. You might need to keep a small journal or log for this and audit your levels over a given week. The idea here is that you need energy to focus. And if you're tired, you're less likely to be able to maintain a steady flow. Number four, listen to music. There's a catch though. It needs to be music that does not distract you. Personally, I prefer classical or electronic instrumental music. Volume is also important. It needs to be loud enough to block external distractions, but not uncomfortable. It's also helpful for the music to be familiar. That way you're not splitting attention and focus just for that. Number five, work on one very specific task. I know, this is pretty obvious, right? Well, unfortunately, (laughs) it's very easy for a vague task to splinter off into other tasks. A great example of this is email. Each incoming message can be a unique task and distract from its neighboring message. For tips on email, check out season one, episode three. All right, moving on. Number six, the task must be challenging enough, but not too challenging. 
And what I mean by this is that you don't want to be bored with the task you're performing. At the same time, though, if it's too challenging or complex, you can get frustrated and stressed. Finding the right balance can take some time, but as you develop more practical experience, it'll be easier to achieve. That leads to the next step, which is number seven, have a clear outcome or goal. If you don't know what marks the end of a given task, it's easy for the mind to wander and drift. That can lead to bad habits like procrastination. Try to avoid that by setting clear expectations. Number eight, strategically consume caffeine. I'll admit that this is a little controversial. Some productivity researchers, most notably Chris Bailey, author of the book Hyperfocus, believe that consuming up to 200 milligrams of caffeine per day can help accelerate and maintain focus. That's about two cups of coffee. Personally, that seems to work for me as well, but I also know other individuals who are extremely sensitive to caffeine and are prone to jitters or staying up late. So if that's you, check with a medical professional before trying that. Number nine, stay hydrated. We've talked about it before, but it bears repeating. Water is incredibly important for physiology. By some estimates, the brain consists of 75% water. So if you're not getting enough water on a regular basis, that can negatively affect your ability to concentrate. Lastly, number 10, create a mental cue that precedes each focus session. Some people use timers, special music, white noise, etc. The key part though is to regularly associate the behavior with a unique trigger so you can create a sort of neuro association. That concludes today's episode. If you'd like to learn more, check out thefocusminute.com where you can find show notes, episode archives, and links to additional resources. You can also send an email to thefocusminute at gmail.com with questions, feedback, and topic suggestions. Thanks so much for listening. Have a productive day.